Ours is an age of convenience. Most, if not all of us in this church tonight, basically have a supercomputer on our person in our smartphone. And our lives revolve around that. If we order something, we want it within two days delivered into my hand. We even now, and this is just staggering to me, have apps on our phone that make sure that our food is ready at a fast food restaurant when we arrive there. All of these wonderful things, and they can be wonderful, it's nice to have our food ready, it's nice to be able to look up information. All of these things create, at least they're promised to create, an opportunity for us to spend more time doing the things that we love, doing the things that give us freedom, doing the things that give us hope and goodness and all these wonderful things in our life, and yet more and more we're seeing in our society and perhaps in our friends and in our family, people who aren't free, people who feel isolated and alone, people who feel as if they are too anxious, too depressed to do anything and need help. And then we come to church today and we are confronted with the most inconvenient truth. We will die. We are mortal. If God incarnate dies, so will I. So will my friends, my family, everyone I love. This is inconvenient because death, there's something about it. There's a finality to death. There's an isolation in death. We always seem to see that or feel that people die alone. Even if there's people in the room, they die by themselves. And then there's a pain to death. Even if the person dies quickly and without any major suffering, there's the pain of the friends and family who remain. Death is a reality. It's an inconvenient reality. But we celebrate death today. We celebrate the fact that when Christ died, He subverted death. The finality with which we view death no longer exists. In fact, the finality of death is simply an entrance into the eternity of God. And with that, the isolation that we see in death is actually, because we're entering into the eternal reality of God, we're entering into the communion of who He is. One God, three persons, and with each and every saint and angel in union with Him. And lastly, we see that the pain of death can actually bring about joy. That the man who was brutally, publicly, humiliatingly put to death in agony was also the most joyful person to have ever walked the earth. Because though, yes, he bore the cross, he did it in perfect conformity to God's will. Therefore, death, therefore, that great inconvenience 
becomes the means by which we are called to live our lives and also by the death of Christ, the gateway by which all graces are poured into our hearts, into our lives. The death of Christ becomes not an obstacle to our salvation, but the keystone, the thing that holds it all together on our path to salvation, on our path to sanctification, on our call to make this world a better place. Death will always be hard. On Wednesday morning, I learned that my beloved aunt died very suddenly. And it has worn heavily on my heart these past few days. But if it wasn't for the death of Christ, I would have no hope. I would have no joy. But because Christ died, he conquered death. And all of us who are called into his life are called into his death so that we might with him reign. So that we might with him rise. You see, the path that we are called on as Christians, the thing that will be said at all of our funerals, in the waters of baptism, so-and-so, John, so-and-so, Mary, died with Christ. Christ died for you. You died in the waters of baptism. The call now is to embrace that. The call now is to live as those risen. To live as those who have been won. To live as those who give everything. Who make the choice to, for the inconvenient things. Who make the choice for the sacrifices. Because we recognize in that. We recognize in our God who did that for us. Freedom and happiness. Love. Mercy, our life.